Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. And since it's Monday, you know it. It is that time of the week for a bit of chinwag for the one and the only Sadia. Sadia, good to see you today. How are good you doing? Good morning. I'm very well, thank yes. you. Just still a bit of a croaky voice that I've got, which I'm working on. Yes, so. and I'm so glad that we get to do chinwag in the studio because last week, thank you for joining us That's so right. early in the morning. Yeah. Um, five in the morning. It was <laughs> a know. proper With the typhoon early chinwag. going. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to be on there, no problem at yeah, all. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate it. So I know today is something a bit more serious, mm. um, also because of, of what's around in the news. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a number of reasons I chose this subject at the moment. And as you mentioned, I'm talking about grief. Um, and um, certainly what influenced the, the choice of the subject was everyone is aware at the moment when they're looking at the news and seeing what's happening in Gaza and Israel, etc. And it is, you know, keeping away on the political side of things, not even looking into anything more than that. I'm really just looking at, you know, the things that people are going through at the moment uh, on both sides, you know, because this is about loss of life. But at the same time, um, I thought I would talk about this also because if you may recall that about a year ago, um, I lost my father um, and I lost my father through COVID, etc. And, you know, I can't believe the, like a year has gone by and I know that, you know, six months ago you lost your grandmother. Mm. So when we talk about loss and we talk about grief, it isn't actually just about losing people. This was an interesting thing when I was reading about it because grief is just a natural response to kind of any kind of loss that you have. Um, and it is emotional suffering that you feel when someone or something that you value is taken away. And it's all about, you know, this overwhelming pain. So when we talk about something of value, etc., it could be that obviously you could lose a loved one, you could lose a family member. Um, but at the same time, there is also grief involved in, you know, a relationship breakup, like a divorce. You go through the same kind of steps. Um, a loss of health. It could be an illness that you have that you know that you're going to have to deal with from now on. It could be about losing a job. Um, it could be about loss of financial stability, something to do with your financial position, a miscarriage. And that's another, you know, form. So it's interesting because, you know, when people say grief, people immediately think, oh, this is really morbid. I don't want to talk about it. It's about, you know, somebody dying or and and whatever it is, there are some things in life which, you know, everyone's going to die at some point. And I think we can't, we tend to blank it out sometimes. Yeah. Another type of grief I've heard is um, mothers, or, or well, parents of children with extra um, education needs, special mm. education yes. needs. Yes. Um, because, you know, you, you don't, you envision perhaps a, a slightly different uh, future or activities that you can do with a child. But if a child is, you know, ha has different learning difficulties, then they may not be able to, you know, do some of those activities. But then those grief, I'm not saying should be short lived, but really the, the value of someone's life isn't limited yeah. to their intellectual yeah. or physical ability. Absolutely. Although there are some parents who do grief and are unable to come to terms yeah. with the beautiful child that they actually have. And it takes time. It takes and time, and sure. I know, you know, you've just mentioned that. I know of cases where, you know, someone who's given birth to a child that has special needs and initially in the first couple of months, they don't accept that. 
It is a very hard thing to accept. And you almost go through some form of a grieving process process, to actually, you know, overcome some of those things. Um, You know, as we said, also, the other things that in this list that they were talking about in terms of grief is also things like retirement. You know, some people find it very Grieving difficult. Grieving that not yeah. enough money at the end. Or, oh. <laughs> or this kind of loss of... Um, I think when people work, there's also this thing of um, feeling needed. Oh, I see. And having, okay, having yes, yes. a kind of goal in your life and, and something to keep you going. And as much as we all look forward to retirement, suddenly it is a sort of stop of your life. Unless you... This is why they say that... You know, make sure you have plans for what you want to do yeah, when you retire. Keep it busy, yeah. keep it structured, because it can be a form of grief. Yeah. What's you know? the opposite of grief? Because I have that for that longing for, <laughs> you know, well, retirement sounds yeah, like a yeah, good... Yeah, but then you might have... I think there's always this thing about... The grass have, is not ever greener, yeah, you know, Having once this you get longing, there, and sure. once you get there, you don't know how you're going to cope. Um, death of a pet. Yes, <clears throat> that's very real. Is another one. Loss of a cherished dream, um, something that you had a goal for. I think sometimes it could be even where you build yourself up to do with your business Mm. or to do with a job that you want and suddenly things don't work out. Grief for loss of a friendship. And I don't mean that person actually, you know, dying, but just losing contact or being less close to that friend or it's kind of like a breakup. Yeah, I loss don't of a friendship was the next yeah. one that I was going to say, oh, okay, actually. Yes. Yeah. Um, and a loved one's serious illness. Oh, That's another because one. Because you're grieving for their health or the decline of their health and perhaps not being able to have the future that you imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, sure. Um, yeah. Loss of safety after a trauma. Yes. You know, I can imagine. And obviously selling the family home. So, I mean, going back to... Oh, yes, that's very real. I mean, yeah. I've not had to go through that, but I do know a friend who, who both parents passed away in the space of one year. Wow. So then she had to clear the family home. And she said, you know, that's just the house that I grew up with. Uh, I grew up in in the past, you yeah. know, uh, uh, 30, change. 40 years. It's all about change, isn't it? And yeah. this is where you go back to what's happening in Gaza at the moment, in that so many people are being displaced from their homes, from what they know. Um, and it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking because they're, you know, on both sides, people are dealing with not only loss, but loss of their home. It's a kind of double whammy, you know, mm. triple, quadruple whammy. It's just everything they of, own in like, yeah, earthly possessions. Yeah. And, and to suddenly, you know, just imagine, I mean, so many times we are so, even if we took think of our mobile phones, right, we are so completely attached to our mobile phones. If you walk out of your house and you've forgotten your mobile, you feel, oh my goodness, I forgot my mobile. And it's like, you may have everything on there. You may have all sorts of stuff on there. Um, and if you were to lose your mobile, you are completely like, uh, you know, distraught about it. But that is just one little possession of yours, you know. So if you take what is in your, if you just say to somebody, okay, I want you in the next half an hour just to pack up what you can from your home and get out and just take bare essentials. One, 
you would be in such a sense of panic in your head, you wouldn't be able to think straight. Mm. But to be able to walk out and take what you have. Yeah, I mean, what would you take? You'd just take... It's just traumatic. Well, of course, the kids. Yeah. I mean, you've, the people... And, and then if first. you think of children, this is what I was Your trying to get my... documentations. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've like got to Like if you think that, of the, yeah. uh, you know, any documentations, passports, Anything this, that, valuable that you may have? What do you do? Uh, yeah, you know, jewellery, how much do you carry? But also, if you think, if you've got... You know, you are a prime example where you have three kids, three little kids yeah. who need so much stuff, whether they need food, whether they need water, whether they need their Diapers, medication, you know, the babies, yeah, yeah. all sorts of things. So it is really sort of totally overwhelming. And this is why I've, I've kind of felt, my goodness, what are people going through? Yeah. And how difficult is it for them? So grief is just one part of it they haven't got time and the grief that you're feeling for those people yeah. that you it's like a secondary grief yeah but you don't have time in that situation grief or sadness or no. whatever you've just got to you know you have to, action this is the resilience of humans that i think is mm. so important to think about that how do you get by how do you get through this to be evacuated like this so so it's been very heartbreaking i i've kind of been watching and um it's it is sad, but you know, with all of these other things that we are looking at, just generally, I mean, I, I you know, as I mentioned, my my father passed away a year ago, and I can't believe it's been a year, but but that was in circumstances where things were reasonably in our control. You know, he was being looked after; he was in a hospital, and we were there to be able to spend some time with him. But even things like closure for a family, when suddenly if you know, and this is, I'm talking about both sides here. Suddenly, one second, everything is okay. And the next minute, you've lost all your family members or something. I cannot even begin to imagine where you start to gather that. This is the resilience of humans and that they have these coping mechanisms. But but these mechanisms are going to suddenly, it's going to hit you at some point. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's going to be, and that's where the dean, where it's quite worrying as to what they do. So, you know, even kind of subtle losses in life can trigger a kind of sense of grief. For instance, even like you said, you know, if you're moving away from your home or you're graduating from college or changing job, jobs, whatever your loss, it's a kind of personal thing for you. And so you don't need to sort of feel ashamed about how you feel or believe that it's somehow only appropriate to grieve for certain things. Um, and then, you know, there are kind of some myths attached to grieving. Um, they say that the pain will go away faster if you ignore it. Um, and trying to ignore your pain to keep it from surfacing will only make it worse in the long mm -hmm. run. For real hearing, healing, it's really necessary to face your grief and actively deal with it. It's also um, another myth is that it's important to be strong in, in the loss of, you know, when you face a loss. So many people will come to you and say, oh, listen, you know, just be strong. Easier said than done, I'm sure. That's the worst thing you can say to somebody. It's In fact, very hard. You, yeah, isn't you it? shouldn't say, if somebody's grieving, uh, you know, I, I, I read and I'm told that, you know, it's okay to feel like this, you know, these are natural feelings and a feeling, you know, feelings come and go. No feeling is bad. Mm, mm. You know, we shouldn't label the feelings as 
crying is a bad thing. Yeah, or yeah, crying great. is another yeah. thing that they mentioned uh, that if you don't cry, it means you aren't sorry about the loss. Sometimes, you know, people when, show it differently. Like my yeah. mom never cries. Yeah. You know, she, she she's so, you know, I, I want to say quote unquote strong and she really, really is. She, she never cried when her dad passed away. And, and, but then it manifested into mm. other illness. You know, then she started getting the, the yeah, autoimmune. Exactly. But the, then that also all those autoimmune could be diseases because she's not expressing yeah, it. Linked to culture as well. Exactly, because in some yeah. cultures, it's much more acceptable. Um, and also it's a matter of who you're talking about, whether it's the man in the family or the woman. If they have children, they keep a, a very strong kind of face. I recall um, a friend of mine, I think, you know, and I remember her marriage breaking apart because she found that her husband wasn't kind of emotional enough for, and didn't express himself. And his story was that his his mother had died. Sure. His mother had died quite early when he was about um, 10 or something. And then he remembers very clearly that when his mother died, um, he started to cry after after she passed away and she died of cancer or something. And then his father basically said, I don't want to see you crying, that do not cry and we'll get and get over it type thing, Whoa. which is a really, and you that's know, stuck that's in a his... severe yeah. reaction. But but he wasn't allowed to grieve yeah. he wasn't allowed to go through that process he was just told to so get on with it. and this is a true of, thing this is yeah, from a friend of mine who said this suppressing his yeah so then yeah. It, it just manifested then in the relationships he had in the future where he and it's and it's a lot deeper you know we can't summarize it in in five minutes to say that's the reason but but you know you can see where it's so important to try especially with children to be able to be understanding because you know children keep these things and for him that was like probably put a real fear in his heart about mm. it to be able to express something so he wasn't then able to give that emotion to his children or to his family and stuff mm. um and then people also say there's another myth that they're talking about that you know grieving should last about a year um and there's no such there's time, no time factor. Frame. Yeah. It depends on from each person to person. Sometimes people with a very positive outlook on life can get through these things and see it as a as a lesson for them, etc. But other times, you know, it just is something that you have to work with over time. Um, and it says moving on with your life means forgetting about your loss. I don't think that's another myth that's there. I don't think that there's anything which says that you have a special place, like even for you, for your grandmother or for my father. I have a special place in my heart. Yeah. And I think about it there. every day yeah. still. That will always yeah. be there. So you can't expect people to kind of move on from there so fast. Um, but generally the things on how we, I realize we're running out of time, how to deal with the grieving process, there's a number of kind of steps here which I'll just go through. Um, number one is to acknowledge your pain to accept how you feel about things, um, to accept that grief, that it can trigger many different and unexpected emotions. Three is to understand that your grieving process will be unique to you. And four is to seek out face-to-face -face support from people who care about you. Five is to support yourself emotionally by taking care of yourself physically. And six is to recognize the difference between grief and depression. Mm. So obviously some grief can lead to depression where it just does not let you go. 
but you have to realize that depression is another thing that you're dealing with. But I mean, it was really, I think Chinwag today was really just, I think everyone is looking at the news at the moment. It's very easy to turn the other cheek and and just think it doesn't exist and just carry on with your life. But I think, I think everyone deserves a little bit of time for us just to look at what they're going and whether you believe in God or not, just to do a little prayer for them, just to pray that, you know, at least some of that awful thing that anyone is going through at the moment um, is alleviated and, and if we can do anything to make it better. But I think it's more just, it's just sad and I hope that we can kind of change it in our own way. Exactly. Well said, Sadia. It's, you know, sometimes it's it's so depressing to watch the news and see what's happening that sometimes it does affect people's mental health. And, you know, I'm sure sometimes when, when you turn on the news, it, it just I have friends generates. there. I have friends yeah. in Palestine and I'm getting messages and it's heartbreaking. I can't yeah. even hear it. It's mm. very, very sad yeah. to hear because, you know, these are just normal people who want normal lives and who want to get on with their life. And, um, and so, you know, there's not much. I think partly the reason it's affecting me is because I know lots of people in that area. And I had a Palestinian girl who was living with me and, and I heard about some of the dif the difficulties that they had. And so, you know, it's, it is a two-way street, but it's important for us to understand the balance between the two. Yeah, and definitely a lot of civilians are affected. I really hope it comes to an end soon, you know, but yeah. I'm not so hopeful. No, and no. I, there's not it's much just of a so, solution at this no, stage. No, no solution at this point. Well, Sadia, thank you so much for choosing such a poignant uh, topic today. Grief is always, and so many different facets and so many different angles to look at it. It's, it's not just about uh, the death of someone or, 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 or something, but really of, of different things that we talked about, different situations that we can grieve uh, for. Thank you very much indeed for your time, Sadia Asmani. Until next week, and a quick look at